Previously on Those Were the Days. Man, hearing Christmas time is here is just a warm mm-hmm. blanket of feelings. Good night. Like as soon as it, the episode started. We... Have you ever tried to direct your friends in anything? It's like we planned it. Charles Schultz didn't want a laugh track. Oh, Jerusalem penguins. And who boy has it not gotten better? And she's like, memorize them. And he's like, give me one good reason. And she says, I'll give you five. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not mm-hmm. the best version of Jingle Bells, but it's the one she wants because that mm-hmm. is it's her canned cranberry sauce. Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. Welcome to Those Were the Days, the podcast where we look back at classic TV with a modern lens. Now we're looking back at holiday episodes, and whether you're from Madison, Wisconsin, or the island of Mepos, we're glad you're here. In fact, we're so happy we do the dance of joy! Die, 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 die. Oh wait, we're on a podcast. You can't hardly see us unless you're in the live stream, and even so, we're not even in the same room together, so we can't really do it to full effect. Anywho, that's right. We're talking about Perfect Strangers. And we're talking about Season 2, Episode 11, A Christmas Story. And here, as always, are my podcasters of joy. First, we've got Amy handing out Christmas bonuses. Listen, I have spent the last six months preparing this children's choir to go caroling. I don't care if there's a blizzard out there, Harry. We are going out. (laughs) Next, we've got Stephen calling the airlines to make sure the plane isn't late. Good evening, friends. We have quite a few traditions around our Alabama Christmas. The annual battle of casseroles. The kitchen full of commotion as the women wash dishes while the men stand around outside slowly nodding, yawning, and occasionally saying, yep. Kids lighting bottle rockets in ant hills, and our favorite pastime of watching Uncle Leroy down a bottle of Crown Royal before he throws it into the air and tries to shoot it with a pistol. Without that, I just don't know how onto Christmas I'll be able to get, but I'm willing to try. <laughs> and last, but certainly never least, we've got Travis trying to get us a snowplow. So it's three weeks until Christmas, and I'm alone in the house. Not a creature is stirring except for my mouse. See, I'm playing video games full of action and danger, when suddenly I realize, oh crap, I need to watch Perfect Strangers. We have a podcast to record on class on this classic TV show, And I'll look like a schmuck if I'm not in the know. So I hopped on the couch and I flipped on the TV to watch the zany adventures of Balky and Cousin Larry. As the episode ended and I I held back the tears, I thought about all the families from over the years. The Tanners, the Winslows, the Bunkers and Keatons, the Crushers from Star Trek. One of them is Will Wheaton. (laughs) These families were extensions of our own little clans. We tuned in every week to watch all their crazy plans. It was special, that connection... With families on the tube. Now, if you excuse me, back to poning some noobs. <laughs> that is well okay, done. Okay, we're done. Bye, everybody. Yeah. That was Rabbit beautiful. Up. Close it down. <laughs> Great show, everybody. Okay. Early this week. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> it came I to me. written out. It, yeah. it, I have it written out. It came to me this afternoon. It actually started, it, it, it evolved over time, but it came to me and I'm like, I am writing this down and I am going for it. <laughs> that was wonderful. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay, so to follow that, we're talking about Perfect Strangers. I mean, why? Great. <laughs> Trying to follow that. Yeah, so Perfect Strangers. Uh, for those of you who somehow don't know, it was an American sitcom that ran for eight seasons. From March 25th, 1986 to August 6th, 1993 on ABC. Um, It chronicles the lives of Midwestern American Larry Appleton and his distant cousin from the Mediterranean island of Mipos, Balki Bartokobus. Okay, so there's a little interesting facts about the beginning of the show, and then we'll, we'll dive into it. So it originally aired on Tuesdays for its first season. Uh, in the spring of 86. Then it moved to Wednesdays in the fall of 86. Then it moved to Fridays in March of 88, where it found its niche as the anchor of the original TGIF 
Friday lineup. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. There was a brief time where it aired on Saturdays for some reason. The eighth and final season was only six episodes as well, mainly so they could make enough to get into syndication. Yep. Uh... So you had to have at least 150 episodes to get into syndication. They were like, Let, let's go for it. I think originally they were trying for a few more, but then they were like, uh, let's just do the bare minimum. Everybody's like, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> it wasn't like we don't want to do this show. It's more like, okay, we're ready to do other stuff, but let's go ahead and finish this out. Yeah. So the yeah, series plus, was... I mean, but I was just going to say, by that point, like, the show had been on the air for eight years, and there was only... Right. The, the show had evolved. There was only so many more episodes you could do of the crazy adventures of these two guys when they're now both married and having kids. Yeah. And like, like, sooner or later, Balky will figure out how America works. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. you can only play that for so long. Maybe. <laughs> so the the series was the brainchild of Dale McRaven, who was one of the co-creators of Mork and Mindy, and producers Tom Miller and Robert Boyette, commonly known to us as Miller Boyette Productions, who, like, yeah. did, like, pretty much all of TGIF. Like, any yeah. show that ran on there, they had a hand in. Mm-hmm. Um, and they first, the idea sprung because of the 84 Olympics and all the patriotism because it was in Los Angeles. They're like, it would be really cool if we had a show like this where, um, somebody came from another country. Um, so they wanted Bronson Pinchot specifically because of his character Serge in, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Um, it took a little while to get that to work, to actually get Pincho mm-hmm. available to do it. And when they first did it, they cast Louis Anderson as Larry. They apparently huh. shot a pilot and figured huh. out that didn't work. Yeah. yeah that's a very yeah. different show with Louis Anderson. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, totally like, different vibe. Louis Anderson ain't jumping up into Bronson Pincho's arms. Nope. <laughs> no. Um, that's, but it, that's just one of the problems. Yeah. Right. But eventually they did land on Mark Lynn Baker as Larry and they immediately had chemistry out of the gate. Like uh, in prepping for this, I watched, they were at a con in Philadelphia, like in August and reminiscing and stuff. And they were like, yeah, from the very first screen test, we were together. We were on the same page. Um, Good. I couldn't handle another like TV pair that I love and finding out they secretly hated each other. Like right. I was not oh prepared for that this evening. No, so I'm like, glad that that's not true. <laughs> you, they loved each other. They still love each other. Like they do these cons together. They talked about um, one of the things they used to do just to have something to do is they would pinch each other and try to get the other one to react during whatever <laughs> scene. Um, mm-hmm. Marklin Baker talked about one of them that actually made it in where they were walking in the door together very fast and he just happened to hit Pincho in the nuts and it actually <laughs> made it in there. I didn't get a chance to scrub through and find it, but now I have something to look for when I rewatch the series. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that was it. The sh- you know, from there, the show just started and they took off. Um, now, the other thing I want to talk about, because it... it I talked about this on Twitter. It lives rent-free in my head. That theme song. Back yeah. in the day when theme songs were written specifically for a show. Uh, so the theme song was Nothing's Gonna Stop Me Now, written by Jesse Frederick and Bennett Salve, who also wrote the songs for Full House, Step by Step, and Family Matters. Yes. And so, when you know that, oh you hear it. Like, yeah. right? It is the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're yes. all in this, and, and they're just the most 80s of 80s theme songs. Like, that keyboard sound, I remember having mm-hmm. a Casio that had that particular instrument on it, and it's just the most 80s sounding, like, yeah. bell, bell thing. I don't even know what they called it, but... Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's really funny how oh, the yeah. intro evolved. Like, the first season, it's longer than we saw in this episode, if you watched it. <laughs> like, it's basically... It's a minute and 30 seconds. It's yep. the entire <laughs> origin story of Larry and Balky getting to Chicago, and I mean, like, entire origin story. <laughs> Like there's a now, ton more. So granted, the first they, season they was only down. six episodes. True. So, so they they start off with like that, a short the, season, <laughs> right? That theme song comes on. You're like, oh, very strangers coming on. I better go take a poop real quick. <laughs> yeah. You would have time. Like you got plenty of time. So, um, yeah, I shared on Twitter the the where uh, 
from season three on is where I remember it because it's specifically about them coming to Chicago real quick, and then it's them in Chicago going yep. to a Mets game. Yeah, tr- fighting oh, the yeah. wind. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, the shot of them <laughs> trying to walk through the wind is hilarious. And those, one of my favorite famous things. Chicago Mets. Mm-hmm. I will say, as someone new to this show, I really appreciated the intro to the show because mm-hmm. I didn't know I'm going in blind, yeah. you know, and I knew what the show was about. I learned what the show was about in a minute and 30 seconds. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's where yeah. picking up. It was, abs- it explained everything I needed to have some con. Well, most of what I needed to have some context. Yeah. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. So, season two, episode 11, A Christmas Story. Um, one thing I liked about this, I just got to say from the beginning, is that this is, Kind of typical episode, but not your super typical episode. It's like dealing with Christmas in a different way. Yeah. Um, and specifically for this episode, we'll talk about how the characters have to deal with Christmas in a different way. Um, and a lot of times snow is involved, even though there are parts of this country that don't ever see snow ever. And we're <laughs> like, what? what is that? Um, so we open with them at a holiday party. In the little shop that Larry and Balky work at. <laughs> I love that in they're... In grand 80s tradition, there is no way they're affording that apartment working <laughs> those jobs at all. Like, right. at all. Like, at all. That's a, like, well, there's a fireplace in that apartment. Like, a working fireplace in uh-huh. that apartment. Yeah, that's that's yep. a big deal. Yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because where they work, their boss is also their landlord because their apartment is above it. Yeah. So everything's right there conveniently. Um, But I love that they're starting out with the 12 days of Christmas and they get to Balky. (laughs) You know, six piece of lane, five onion rings. (laughs) And everybody's just like, just go with it. I'm doing it that way from now on. Forget uh it. Like, that's perfect. Right. Um, And so they sing the song and then. the owner of the place, Mr. Don, is, Mr. Don, is just like, okay, get these people out of here. We're done. <laughs> We're done. I, you spent $100 on beat for these people for crying out loud. What that are was, we doing? That was so great. I don't even like these people. And you spent $100 on feeding them meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, did anyone? I had no. I re... Ernie Sabella. Yeah. Ernie yep. Sabella. Mm-hmm. going, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blew my mind. Because like, <laughs> I know that face instantly. Yep. Yep. Don't know where from. But I recognize it. I'm like, I know that dude. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. But it took me forever to like, I had to go to IMDb. I'm like, where do I know him from? That's Pumbaa. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. Among other things, that's yeah. What I, that's what it was. Yes, but mm-hmm. like, Pumbaa. Three quarters of his career is Pumbaa. Let's be, yeah. let's right. be real. Sure, yeah. yeah. The, the one thing I always remember him from is the season of Saved by the Bell where they worked at the beach. He was the yep. owner yes. of the place. Yeah, I remember um, that too. And that's where I first always go to in my mind. Um, but I love when his wife is giving them their Christmas bonuses. <laughs> Have to apologize for my husband. He wasn't mugged on the way from the bank with Christmas bonuses. That Then who give him that black eye? Her face is so good. <laughs> that would have so sailed good. harmlessly over my head at the time. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, boy. Just don't wow. you worry about that. It was, uh-huh. Oh, my. And it's just like, oh, so... So the violence goes the other way in that house. Got it. Okay. <laughs> and then Balky being like, great, I've got another envelope. <laughs> He's like, Balky, there's money in there, dude. Can we get to leave 10 minutes early? There's money. When will it end? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you just wait. Oh, yep. Balky. Balky, Balky. And then Larry starts talking about Christmas in Madison again. Again. And Balky continues to say <laughs> the exact same things. And he's like, must have talked about Christmas in Madison a lot. Only since June. <laughs> Just, I love all the one-liners in the show. Like, it is yeah. filled with them. And it's so much good stuff. Okay. So they're getting ready to go to Madison. And, um, you know, Balky's kind of lamenting it because he's not at home with his family. For Christmas, mm-hmm. 
But Larry's all excited because he gets to be with his family. He gets to be the Christmas boy. <laughs> so I was like, how old are you, Larry? What's going on? Well, and that was oh, that was boy. something when I was watching it. I remi- I'm reminded, like, this is his first time being away from home. Like, he yeah. moved out of his parents' yeah. home, mm-hmm. and he got his first apartment. And so with nine he's, kids. There yeah, were nine yeah. of them. So he's kind of more of a man child than I than I thought. Like I always think of him from the later seasons where he's he is a lot more grown up and he's still right. neurotic and wound too tight, but like this is the young version of him. And mm-hmm. I just forget yeah. that. <laughs> Plus just, he's also just like put together courtesy like in comparison. Yes. That's true. Mm-hmm. I also love, you know, the continued physical comedy of, like, Balky sees the snow. Come and look. Come and look. And he just goes and picks up Larry and takes him to the window. <laughs> and I love that because Larry, like, he he doesn't fight it. He just, right. Uh, he just goes with it. And that cracks me <laughs> yeah. up. So they're talking about their Christmases. Um, Larry's explaining being the Christmas boy. And <laughs> Balky explains how he's going to miss decorating the Christmas turtle. <laughs> you know, with little glass balls and angels and little wild tinsel. You wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> I want and then to talking about the how turtle. they go to the sea, get the turtle, bring him into the house. And, you know, Larry's like, well, I can't see how a turtle's better than a Christmas tree. You know, uh, for one, trees don't walk out of the house. And Balky's like, well, that's what the Christmas lettuce is for. <laughs> so like, good. Tell you what, though, I want a uh, Christmas turtle now. I want a Christmas yes, turtle. I, I agree. I want baklava mm-hmm. also. Thanks so much yes. for that. <sighs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So then we get to uh, Jennifer and Marianne coming to stop by. So... Stephen, they didn't introduce them much in this episode at all. No, <laughs> Jennifer and Marianne I'm... are their neighbors slash girlfriends. Yep. Um, and they have their flight attendants, mm-hmm. so that's why they're excited to go and leave. How they get out, I don't know because because that was going to be my question, right? <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Did somebody donate? Um, Should we raise some more? Sorry money? for that weird interruption. <laughs> My bad. It happens. Yeah, I don't. I didn't click anything. Amazing. Okay. It, whatever. It's fine. I'll just mark this. It's, it's all. It's all good. There's a flub. You were OBS saying started you? working again. Is what I'm saying. That's that's what happened. <laughs> That's and the it came back to the charity it. stream stuff, and it's like, you got donations! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Alright, what okay, were you saying, fine. Amy? I'm sorry. That's what I was going to ask, was, like, it, because, like, here, right, like, if, if, if here in, in New England, like, if you're going skiing, like, you can go skiing, like, it's not far, like, they're not massive fountains, but you can go skiing a couple <laughs> hours drive, no problem. Like, is there any, like, you've got to go somewhere, right? Like, is there anywhere... I mean, there's probably parts of Wisconsin they could get to with ski hills. Okay. Yeah. I just, that was part of it, right? Is the like, no one can get out. There's a blizzard. But they're like skiing. They're gone. Yeah. Right. And it's like five minutes. Like, it's not like. Right. They didn't say goodbye to them in the morning. They closed the door, get their bags, and now they can't leave. Right. Like, their flight attendants, I assume they're getting an easy, cheap flight somewhere, but. Five minutes before yeah, but... Larry's is grounded. Okay, yeah. exactly. whatever. <laughs> but before they leave, Larry has to say goodbye for Christmas. Goes over there, gives <laughs> a little tiny smooch to Marianne. Goes over to Jennifer and just keels her over and plants a big one. The best part of Having that. Having no context. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, no, Travis. I was just going to say, no, the, best, the, the best part of that whole thing is the reaction afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he sort of, because they're both just kind of in that stunned state, and he's like staggering over mm-hmm. and just kind of does the thumb like, Balky, get over there. And he <laughs> walks away. Good job. You're a chief. <laughs> Which, again, I, was, I didn't have 
anything <laughs> to know what was going on here. Uh-huh. And I kind of put it together, but the way they all reacted, it's like, did they normally kiss or is this new? <laughs> like, is this a new thing for the two of them? And they're like, what? So they were in a relationship, each of them, with the other. Like, this is a Bill and Ted and the, the princesses yeah. kind of scenario. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is early okay. in the relationship, so it's like an excuse to get a real good smooch in. We'll do it. Okay. And then still, good it's kind of And then complete surprising. brain dead afterwards. Uh-huh. Yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. I totally understand. And I think going those back to... endorphins hit hard. You know? I think going back to Amy's comment of Larry being the man-child, like, this is one of those instances where you see that, where he's like, okay, I know I initiated that, but I wasn't ready for that. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to get away with that. Yeah. yeah. Whoops. And then Balky gets his turn. Light little tap on... Jennifer's cheek, and then he goes to Marianne, and she takes him. <laughs> yep. Which, again, this is par for the course with those two women and these two gentlemen. Like, Larry will initiate something, and then Marianne will be the one at the end to take it hard with Balky. <laughs> All right. Good phrasing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and then they leave, and Balky's sitting there stunned, like, how did you make that happen? <laughs> yeah. Do it again. And, yeah. And, Larry and, explains mistletoe. I love Balky's reaction to the explanation. What a gag. What a, what a, is it? What a gag? Or, something uh, like that. Yeah. And it's just. What a. What a racket or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something I'm taking like this that. with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's leave it up all year. Well, it only works at Christmas. Okay, then I'm taking it with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Larry makes the prudent choice to call the airlines before they get there to make uh-huh. sure that the plane isn't late, that the plane isn't the problem. Now, I'm no historian, um, but it something strikes me that this might not be common practice in the late 80s to just call up Debbie at the airline and be like, I mean, hey, are we, like- especially O'Hare. It mm-hmm. was like automated. Like you'd get. Thank yeah. you for calling O'Hare Airport. All <laughs> flights are currently delayed by two hours. I don't. Thank this you. is this is nineteen eighty six though. Yeah. So that's... you probably could call right to like the gate. At yeah, that that's time, because this is this is an era where you could walk into the airport and just casually uh-huh. stroll oh, sure. to whatever gate you wanted to at any time. While smoking. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. So it wouldn't surprise yeah, me that you could Doris. call your airline and Doris talk to someone. Tell you if you have yeah. a flight. You probably Doris wouldn't. would pick up the phone. There's yeah. only like 42 planes at O'Hare right. at this point. Maybe 12. Right. It's I, hard to say. Also, like I noticed every time he dialed a number, he only dialed six times. Nice. What? I no, well, not, for, only, for not only did he not dial... Uh, an area code, which fine, okay, I can kind of get away with that. Even though in Chicago you'd be dialing, still dialing area codes, he wasn't even hitting buttons. Like half the time he was just <laughs> yeah. mashing on mm-hmm. the casing of the phone. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Come on, right? You're telling me this this show is false. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't real. Stephen, they're so acting, offended. buddy. I hate to tell you. What? Okay. Gosh, I thought I was watching historical documents. I'm going to pull a Galaxy Quest. <laughs> Dedicate so he, my life to it. He does call the airport. They say his flight is canceled because of the storm that the girls just told him about like five seconds ago as yeah. they're leaving. Um, because skiing is better with snow. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so I'm told. Yeah. Oh, Mary. Um, and then they, you know, they're trying to figure out what to do. He calls the bus station and then they're like, the roads are closed. It's like, hmm. Why don't we take my car? Well, first the they're going to rent a plow. Out. Right. Yeah, they the they plow. gave them all to the yeah. police. Oh, yeah. That was great because he calls <laughs> for a snow plow. And they're like, we, we gave them all to the police officers. Like, what are you talking about? Your ad right here says you are however many years serving the, serving public. the public. I am the public. <laughs> you should serve me. Hello? Hello? Uh, customer service at Christmas is the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there is that guy calling all of the time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And Larry's just distraught because he knows Elaine will hand out the presents and it won't be his turn until 1995 to be the Christmas boy again. <laughs> Which was really weird hearing 1995 said as the future. Yeah, and like it's a long time. An uncomfortable uh, distance in the future. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ah, yes. Like there's not... I like, remember 95. Look, I we grew up with you know the phones he's using so that didn't feel so out of place but saying 1995 is the future hit me really weird that was the best <laughs> mm-hmm. was when uh elaine was on the extension yeah and mm-hmm. i was like ah yes listen kids so once upon a time you had a phone <laughs> that went to your house and you could plug more than one actual phone into it and so you could have multiple people talking on the same phone call at the same time but mm-hmm. not like not like yeah. yeah. Back in the back in the day, mm-hmm. you'd have one phone line for a whole house, and each uh, each apartment would have a different ring. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then there was the party lines. Yeah, yeah. Where you'd get on, you'd be like, "Bessie, get off the phone. You've been on here for two hours. <laughs> I got to call mm-hmm. the power company." <laughs> and then after that, you know? that's how we first got our internet, and you couldn't call and oh, have internet at the same and time. Your mom would it pick was up wild. the phone, and mm-hmm. your download would end. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, and we you were just you, the internet would yell at you whenever you tried to get on it to warn you that it was going to be a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was it was, mm-hmm. it was oh, a rough yeah. time, kids. It was, it was terrible. A rough time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> those were the days. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. those were the days. So Larry's like, Balky's like, why don't we just drive? And Larry's like, of course, it's just snow. I've got three hundred dollars snow tires on my car. This should work. All right. So um, Travis, being the other member here from the Frozen Tundra, uh-huh. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you have been at some point in your life, maybe not now that you're older and wiser, but you mm-hmm. have at some point in your life been the it's just snow guy. Uh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I, I, ne- I did not own a vehicle that had four wheel drive until I was probably 30. 30 yeah. uh because front wheel drive was fine you could just get through the snow whatever that's fine yeah it's fine. take it easy mm-hmm. downshift to slow down yeah. don't hit the brakes a lot turn into the skin can... yep fine. turn into this yeah only but let's look at the car he's taking with him he's got a <laughs> 1960s era mustang yeah mm-hmm. i don't care how nice the tires you put on that thing it's got an awful lot of horsepower and it's all going to those rear wheels yep uh-huh. no you that ain't is, going nowhere you are not which is going exactly anywhere. what so, happens Gorgeous car, though. Way, <laughs> right? way, way too one. nice a car for somebody who's just moving to Chicago for the first time to have. I'll just say that. That was my jaw dropped when I saw the car. How I was like, I want it. it. I, right? Yeah. <laughs> but so they, they try to get the car going. Balky's out there pushing. Why? Why? Why am I the one pushing? Well, I'm the one who knows how to drive, Balky. Um. And Larry's just distraught that he's not going to make it. Balky's already, let's make the best of this mode, as he usually is throughout this show. He's like, hey, we're right next to a tree lot. Why don't we go get a tree? And we'll celebrate here. And Larry's just like, bah humbug. Yeah. So they go to the tree lot, knock on the (laughs) door, and the guy comes out. He's like, what do you want? And Balky's like, I want that tree. He's like, I sold my last one four hours ago. But I want that tree. It's Christmas Eve, by the way. This isn't a couple of days right. before Christmas. Yeah. They were traveling mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve, and rookie all move. Of this is going first yeah. of all, yeah, yeah. terrible yeah. decision. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah. also that tree guy's got a big old drumstick yeah, in his does. hand, yep. like turkey leg, mm-hmm. King Arthur level. I mean, yeah. he's going to town. And I also we love really the little the little bit of uh, character in the background where somebody yells, "In or out? Close that door! It's cold." He closes the door, comes out. We never should have moved in with her mother. <laughs> in a trailer he, at a tree lot. Yeah, in the mm-hmm. middle right. of Chicago. Yeah. Sandwiched right. between what I can only imagine is two high-rise apartment buildings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So Balky sees a tree that's in the dumpster, pulls it For out. good reason. Yeah, because, I mean, Larry makes the comment that when they chopped it down, it was a mercy killing. <laughs> but Balky's like we, we can make the best of it in the most Charlie Brown kind of way Yeah, I was about to say it re- really reminded me of Charlie Brown's Christmas. it's the Charlie yeah. Brown it's um, Phoebe from Friends who's distraught that the trees won't meet their Christmas destinies yeah 
Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the tree guy is just Charlie like, whatever, Brown's take tree, it. Charlie Brown's tree looked like less of a fire hazard. That's true. It true. was sad, mm-hmm. but it didn't look like it was going to burn It wasn't down, dry. Like, start the next Chicago fire. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Spoiler alert, that never happens, but good gosh, I was waiting for it the entire time. I was, too. When he plugs the lights in and they flicker, I was like, we're going to burn the building down. This is it. End of the show. I don't remember the Fire on a soundstage is expensive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't even run the car when they were pushing it. Like, it wasn't even on. Mm -hmm. Carbon monoxide (laughs) and fire are bad in an enclosed studio. Yeah. So, Larry's distraught, just goes for a walk. Balky takes the tree upstairs. Larry comes home to find the whole apartment decorated. Yeah. He's still super sad. I was kind of impressed. That, what was that? Dry ice on his coat to like actually make it yeah. look mm-hmm. like snow and ice, you know, with a little coming out. All off. I was thinking was his apartment's going to be so, the floor's going to be so wet. Yeah. <laughs> like, that shake too. your jacket off outside, not mm-hmm. in your. Uh, I've lived in snow. I know. It's uh-huh. awful. It's just water uh-huh. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Snow so, becomes water. He goes to put his jacket in the closet. He opens the closet, and what does he find? Bouty claws. <laughs> Santa Claus. Which, it's got one of my, and this is one of my other, like, TV favorite tropes for, like, the, the dumb friend, right? Because he mm-hmm. starts his night before Christmas, and Larry shuts the door in his face. Yep. And when he opens the door back up, he just keeps going. Yep. <laughs> like, nothing happened. <laughs> And then as he's going, and in true Balky fashion, he just gets it mixed up. He's talking about the reindeer. On Dancer, on Prancer, and Donna Dixon. On Comet, <laughs> on Cupid, on Reagan, on Nixon. <laughs> it's like, so wrong. That definitely yeah, made so me laugh. Funny. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I laughed. That got a good laugh out of me. Yeah. Larry asked him where he got all this stuff, and or where he got the Santa suit. And Balky's like, the same place I got all the rest of this junk. At the store downstairs that we work at. <laughs> um, and I didn't notice it until later when he's starting to take it off. Like, that is a full-on couch cushion. Couch cushion. Chair cushion. It is very mm-hmm. square. Yep. Yes. In his... It's excellent. Yeah, because it, it came from the chair that Larry puts his coat on. Like, I watched <laughs> it a second time, and I noticed that when the cushion missing there. I was like, oh, yeah, it's right from there. There it okay. is. Okay. <laughs> it's really good. And they go over to the tree... And Larry's just like cover the tree with a sheet. Let it rest in peace. <laughs> Balky's like, no, watch. Cover your eyes. And Larry's just standing there. Cover your eyes. <laughs> He's like, and then he turns on the lights and they work for half a second. And they just kind of. <laughs> bzz, bzz. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Balky's like, oh, the lights don't work. And Larry again. They always work in Madison at my house. Slap him like a little bit. Yeah, no, you're, you're, and you're then, not, not out of line on that. Yeah. What was that? Not I out of line. Want to slap, him. slap him. Yeah, Bam. for sure. And Balky comes close. But I yeah. love this next joke is probably my favorite. Like, we are going to kind of yes. show you this joke and not tell you this joke. But you hear the audience laugh at it. And you're like, yeah, I get that joke. He's like, I found the one food store open mm-hmm. to have Christmas dinner. We've got potato ganaches, gefilte fish, mensa ball soup, and brisket. Listen, <laughs> other than the gefilte fish, I'm all in. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah I'm 100% that's a in. That's Christmas a great dinner. Christmas dinner, no problem. Great Christmas, Christmas feast, I can get behind for sure. Yeah, yeah I can do without the gefilte fish, though. Most uh-huh. people, I yeah, feel like, but... can't. Uh... Yeah, I'm with you on that it's one. Fine. But for those who, who need to be bopped over the head, they, Balky found a Jewish food store. And it, mm-hmm. He found like, himself a the Jewish audi- deli. Yeah. The audience laughter at that joke, it's I think, was the good. biggest. And, and I love that they didn't explain it at all. Like, we're explaining no, it now, but oh my gosh. Like, the, just the writers having enough gumption to be like, people will get this. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Larry is still sad, still just being a little pooper about it. And that's when he makes Balky mad. He's like, grabs him by the scruff. (laughs) Now you're making Balky mad. You're a bah humbugger. 
Ebenezer Stooge. <laughs> and then he throws it right back in Larry's face. I'm missing my family too. What did you say to me? Yep. We have to get used to new um, traditions. I'm missing pass- passing the Christmas Botha bag, roasting radishes over an open fire. <laughs> But when the tables turn upside down, you act like a big baby. <clears throat> and then he's like, maybe it'll feel like Christmas if we open presents. Because this <laughs> whole time, Larry's been talking about, I don't feel Christmas because I'm mm-hmm. not at home in Madison. As soon as he talks about opening presents and you can be the Christmas boy, that grin hits Larry's face. <laughs> there again, there's, that's the little kid on Christmas. He's so excited for Christmas when he says, you can be the Christmas boy, and he gets that, it's that childlike smile, and mm-hmm. he's just like, Yee. I mean, to be fair, with nine of them, right? he didn't get a lot of opportunity to be the Christmas boy as a boy. So exactly. I, I get it. I'm yeah. on board. Mm-hmm. I'm in yeah. it. So, Larry hands out the gifts. He gets the one square one for Balky. He's like, that, that's yours. There's Goes two and gifts. gets the other one. That's the best part. Yeah. There's right. two gifts. And he picks up one. He's like, that one's for you. <laughs> and then he gets the other one. That's for him. Balky opens his perfectly wrapped box and pulls out a home entertainment center. And he pulled it out. He's like, okay, boom box. Got it. Home Entertainment Center. Really nice one, though, for 1986. I'll tell you. Yeah. For sure. Good. Dual Mm -hmm. cassette. Like. Yeah. That's that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And it. Not going to say you can, you could totally uh, copy tapes with that, but you could totally copy tapes with that. Yeah. Well, he got a tape with it, so that was a good thing of Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton. I'd forgotten (laughs) the whole Wayne Newton thing. I had forgotten about that, and it's so good. So, yeah, Stephen Wade Newton's a thing with Balky. Just yeah. FYI. Oh, okay. That, yeah. That's oh, one okay. of his running, Got it. running gag things. Um, and then uh, he's like, you read my letter to Santa. <laughs> Larry's just like, yeah, I did. Yeah. And then Larry opens his gift. It's a blanket that Balky made. And Balky one that he so started. skills. He started when he came to Chicago and worked on it. For an hour every night up until Christmas. And look, I'm just going to say right now, I was fighting back tears at that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he's like, I started it the night I came here and you took me in and I work on it every night after you go to bed for an hour. And it's just yeah. like, oh, that, yeah. son of a, mm-hmm. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> and look, I didn't fight him. I let him flow, <laughs> baby. <'cause... laughs> People loving people is a weak point for me. Mm-hmm. And anytime I see somebody do something really sweet for someone on camera, I'm like, yep, my wife wakes so much fun of me. <laughs> and crying? We'll yes. talk about it in a second, but I love how genuinely caring Larry accepted this gift and knew yeah. what it meant and was just so appreciative of it. And it, you know, hit him in the feels, of course. Um, but um, Balky also says it's Merry Christmas and Happy Birthday because it's also the birthday of baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. Or what do you say? Jesus or some Ye- version? Ye- Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Larry's like, yeah, I guess I forgot about that. And Balky was a shepherd in Mepos. Yes. And so he goes, well, the shepherds never forgot. We were the first one to get the news, you know. <laughs> I like that a lot. Well, yeah. really and, and, and there's a reason behind that because the and on Mepos there were only two businesses. There was being a shepherd, or there was a Seven Eleven. That's it. Yeah. That's all they had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's the canon of Mepos. Um, and so then Larry gets the feels, and he explains what's going on. He talks. He tells a story about when he was six years old and his dad handed out presents to everybody. And when he was six, the first time he felt like dad giving presents to his mom felt wrong and that he needed to actually give something to his mom. And he made a little pot holder, probably knew it was the ugliest thing in the world, but he still gave it to her anyways. And her response was, this is the nicest Christmas present anyone has ever given me. So I have a, I have a Christmas present for mom story. Um, when I was little, one year, um, 
my mom we're opening Christmas presents and there for my mom is a Lady Remington electric shaver. And so she looks at my dad and is like, the heck, my dude. <laughs> and apparently what had happened was that I had seen the advertisement saying that it was, in fact, the perfect gift. And there was no way I was letting my mother get anything else but the perfect gift. <laughs> so that is why my mother wound up with a Lady Remington electric razor one year. That is the sweetest, purest <laughs> Christmas story I have ever heard. That's a good one. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. That's great. I have nothing to compare that to. No, I I'm sorry. Thanks, capitalism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, that marketing worked. It really did. Really did. And so in the same way, Larry turns to Balky and says, this is the nicest Christmas present anybody has ever ever given him. Now, I, he told the story about that potholder being the ugliest thing he'd ever made. Don't think he felt the same way about this blanket, but for a hot second there, I was like, um, Larry, what exactly are you saying? Okay. Let's move past it. Wait, really? Really? <laughs> and then as soon as that happens, the Christmas lights come back on. Mm-hmm. It's a Christmas miracle. And then they hear some carolers who are caroling in this blizzard. Children. Children. But they go over to the window, which they could still hear it through somehow, open the window. Um, and say Merry Christmas and Happy Birthday. And that's, I like that Larry said Happy Birthday. That right? was cool. Mm-hmm. They switched the the roles reversed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those kids are fine. They make them out of different stuff in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna be fine. And that's how we end this particular episode of Perfect Strangers. So. Steven, being the newbie to Perfect Strangers, what'd you think? I liked it. I really did. Um, like most shows, I like it better talking about it with you guys than I like it when I'm watching it, which is weird. But it's like <laughs> reliving it with with your perspectives always makes it a better show. I think that happens with every one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I dug it. I dug it. I don't know if I would keep watching more. Um, I don't know if it's got the vibe I'm I'm after. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the episode that we watched. Maybe I give another try when there's more context and more characters playing around mm-hmm. in the yeah. in the sandbox. I would, uh, but yeah, I had fun. I'd say definitely watch the pilot and go from there because the pilot is yeah. that first like is their introduction and just all the fish out of water stuff from Balky is hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But I mean, they keep it going throughout all the seasons. It's really great. Amy, what about you? Um, I actually went, cause I, I, this popped like perfect strangers popped up on one of the other streaming platforms at one point, not that long ago. And I did sit and watch all of it. Um, <laughs> cause I did, I mean, watch is maybe a strong word. Sure. Like it was on and I was also there, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, no, this was, this was nice. Cause my sister and I, I think I mentioned it at the end of the last show or it might've been after we finished. I don't remember. Uh, but my little sister and I used to do the Dance of Joy all the time. Mm-hmm. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I had a good time. Which, if you were nice. paying attention to to my Twitter, I had to share that because it wasn't yeah. actually in this episode. But yeah. that Dance of Joy is something special. Um, they came up with that in the first two minutes they were on set when it said, do the Dance of Joy. Like, that <laughs> was nothing the writers had any yes. any hand in. And this is one of those things that just speaks to their, the way they connected with these characters and were able to riff off of each other. Yeah. Like stuff like that. Like they said, yeah, in just a couple minutes, we kind of, okay, got it. And just did it. Um, Travis, what about you? I adored this. And I used to, I mean, Perfect Strangers was a big show in our house because I was around that beginning of TGIF and I think it was shortly after that that my mom started working for the local ABC affiliate so we watched a lot of TGIF in my house nice and perfect strangers was that show and then we transitioned into you know family matters which spun off of this show I mm-hmm. do definitely rem- remember more of the like season 3 and on when they're working at the newspaper when Harriet's right. there for a couple of seasons and during the cuz I forgot 
this apartment. They actually have a different apartment from season three on. They just don't even mention mm-hmm. it. They're just in a different building in a different apartment and whatever. Yeah. But that I remember that more. But yeah, I, I definitely want to watch more of these again because it's so much fun. And it's the it's the chemistry between you know, Balky and Larry and how well they get along and it's not just the comedic timing and chemistry because they have that. Like yeah. the way the way they do the straight man, funny man and and how all that comes about is just perfect. The the jokes are great. You know, it's a lot it's a lot of those silly Balky getting sayings and idioms wrong but just just mm-hmm. barely wrong but they do it well that can be yeah. a, a joke and a trope that really bugs the hell out of me but i think it's because i grew up watching this and so i'd seen it done well and then when you see it just done lazily it's like okay he, um, he's so earnest about it he is like and, <laughs> and it usually it usually makes sense from balky's point of view it's not just mm-hmm. like getting it wrong Right. It just it makes sense from his point of view, and that's what makes it work. Yeah, and and like Mark Lynn Baker is so good at playing off of Mark Bronson Pinchot and how he does things mm-hmm. that it just works. And then on top of that, there's there's just that never ending positivity from Balky. Balky is such a positive, like he wants so much for in this episode especially. He just wants so much for cousin Larry to have a good Christmas because they can't yeah. get mm-hmm. home, and he can't go home. So he wants to try and bring whatever joy he can to Cousin Larry. And I love yeah. that. And that emotional core is what really drove it home for me. Like, the show is funny, but it's there's a, there is a certain, like, Stephen, you said, somebody doing something nice for someone else. Mm-hmm. Like, Balky, that wasn't a spur-of-the-moment thing. I'm going to go buy you something nice. He had been planning this yeah. for a long time. This was mm-hmm. a very, very meaningful gesture from Balky. And I love that. So, yeah, I'd love the show. I'm going to it's it's streaming on Freevee. I'm going to be watching more. Mm-hmm. Of it. It'll be one another one of those I can throw on and just have in the background. Right. Yeah. I mean, one of the things they talked about in this recent con that I was watching is how they how much they appreciate that the show was such a family show. Like there were there were times that there was stuff written in skits for them that was a little bit pushing the line and you know the producers were like let's pull back let's make this more family and they were saying at the time it irked us we wanted to you know push whatever line we could now i'm very thankful that people come up to me and tell me how much they enjoy watching this you know in their childhood with their children with their grandchildren like that it's got that kind of legacy and that's really cool to hear uh one of the other things they talked about that I think is really interesting is they taped this before live studio audience, like a lot of sitcoms did. And they said, because of that, they were really good at doing the big physical scenes in one take (laughs) because they knew you weren't going to get that same reaction with a second take. So like there were times where they were like, you know, before, before they'd get on stage they're like, you ready? You ready? Like pumping each other up Mm -hmm. and they would be so psyched and the adrenaline rushing to nail it that the next day they would just be muffins. (laughs) because they put so much into getting that one big physical whatever it was right which i'm sure a lot of times was a dance of joy um Mm -hmm. or whatever um but yeah that that's perfect strangers um yeah if you haven't watched it it's on freebie um so i definitely highly recommend giving it uh some more watches and see what these two weird cousins are about because they're they're hilarious um. So that's all for Perfect Strangers. What have we got coming up next week? You got me is what you got mm-hmm. coming up next week, and where are we going for Christmas? Uh, well, it's gonna be a little bit further, further back in time for Perfect Strangers to a little show called the Bob Newhart Show. Nice. Uh, I adore. Bob Newhart as a human, like I feel like color me surprised. And I can sit down and have a conversation. I just have the best time with Bob Newhart. The deadpan humor just works for me. Uh, But yeah, we're gonna watch the Bob Newhart show, and that is episode uh, season four, episode fifteen. 
Um, and then my spreadsheet disappeared. Oh, I love the title <laughs> of this, and this is mainly the reason I picked it. It's just because of the title. Bob has to have his tonsils out, so he spends Christmas Eve in the hospital. That's the official <laughs> title as listed in the IMDb. I didn't make that up. That's amazing. <laughs> like somebody sitting around going, I don't know. Just describe just the show it, for the title. That's fantastic. That'll be nice. <laughs> so I'm pumped. This will be fun. Very um, cool. Yeah, um, looking forward to it. Did we get any emails this week? About Perfect Strangers at all? I didn't see any. Um, okay. So I don't believe You would ask so. that. Yeah, I would ask that. I wouldn't have it up. Well, if you're listening I to this... I don't think we did. And if you do have any memories or any connection to Perfect Strangers and want to share, definitely feel free to do that. You could do that by email, thosewerthedayshow at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter, thosedayshow. Uh, hit any of us up individually if you want. Um, but we'd love to hear from you and know what you think. And if you are familiar with the Bob Newhart show, definitely let us know about that. Um, uh, one more time. What was when season four, episode 15. Okay. And where can we watch that? Oh, you can watch it on Hulu. Hulu has it. Um, so, all right. Yep. Well, or probably backwards on daily motion or something. (laughs) That too. Upside down. But, all right. Well, that was Perfect Strangers. Strangers. Blah. Next week, the Bob Newhart Show. For Travis, Amy, and Steven, I'm Audie, and this has been Those Were the Days. Go find your holiday turtle and decorate them up well. 